UN Security Council members have slammed North Korea's missile launches, uh, but stopped short of issuing a formal statement due to opposition from Russia and China. Washington's envoy criticized the inaction, saying the obstruction of both Russia and China puts Northeast Asia and the world at risk. This is the 10th time that we have met without significant actions. The reason is simple. Two veto-wheeling members of the council are enabling and emboldening the DPRK. They have allowed the regime to launch this latest reckless missile test, which endangered the lives of Japanese civilians and needlessly raises tensions in the region. In the absence of consensus, the U.S. has called for a U.N. Security Council presidential statement to hold the North accountable for its provocations. The urgent accession was convened after Pyongyang fired an intercontinental ballistic missile last Friday. The projectile, which had the potential to reach the U.S. mainland, landed just 200 kilometers from Japan's coastline within its exclusive economic zone. Fourteen countries attending the meeting strongly condemned the launch, including South Korea. There should be no excuses for the DPRK's recent unlawful provocations. The ROK-US combined military exercises, which have long been conducted on a regular basis and are defensive in nature, can never be an excuse for the DPRK's illicit nuclear and missile development. Speaking for the DPRK is neither constructive nor responsible and only emboldens DPRK to further choose the wrong path. Concerns have been mounting that the North may be preparing to conduct a nuclear test, which would be the first since 2017. It has been ramping up its missile and nuclear development ever since denuclearization talks broke down a few years ago. For the latest, Simon Marks joins us from Washington, D.C. Simon, frustration, no doubt, on the part of the U.S. and others of the U.N.'s inability to take action against North Korea. Beijing has instead urged Washington to put forward realistic and feasible proposals and called for a return to dialogue. Given the impasse, what more can the U.S. or the White House do to counter the growing threat posed by Pyongyang? There's certainly a sense of disappointment here about the events over the last few hours at the United Nations uh, because the United States says, look, they have uh, offered talks with the North Koreans without preconditions. The United States ambassador to the United Nations reminding her colleagues there today that the United States does not seek talks with preconditions, but without them. And they simply never get any response from North Korea to those uh, overtures. Uh, I think there's disappointment, too, at uh, the role that China played uh, at the Security Council over the last few hours. Because remember, uh, President Biden in his meeting with President Xi uh, a few days ago, just ahead of the G20 summit in Bali, was asking China uh, to use its leverage uh, over Pyongyang in a bid to try and prod North Korea towards discussions uh, with the United States. Now China saying that uh, Washington needs to prove that it has sincerity in its offer uh, of talks uh, for the North Koreans. So no real avenue for progress there on the part of the Biden administration. One thing they're under pressure to do domestically is name a special envoy on human rights to North Korea. Uh, that's a congressionally mandated position that has never been filled. That's one possibility but that certainly doesn't seem likely to encourage the North Koreans uh, to come to the table. So for the moment, the Biden administration's pretty stuck. 
A frustrating and divided response at the UNSC. Simon, thanks so much for getting us up to speed with those developments. Simon Marks, live from Washington, D.C.